Hey everybody and welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the Fangirl Radio Show. I'm your host Jessica Dwyer and tonight's episode is really really special because we have an interview with uh, an actor that shows up in basically everything that I enjoy and you enjoy and I actually tell him this <laughs> during the interview because uh, I just usually just wait for him to show up because he normally does and that is Bern Gorman who you may know as Owen from Torchwood as well as a myriad of other things and I'm really excited about this interview because it is part of um, the next issue of Horror Hound um, as I'm going to be doing a, a cover story hopefully cover story um, but a big old story on the new Pacific Rim sequel which sees a Burn Gorman reprising his role as one of your favorite scientists Dr. Gottlieb and uh, I'm really really stoked about it it was a great interview because he is as equally a geek as we are about things and we talk Torchwood we talk Doctor Who um, we talk a lot of Pacific Rim and I talk about Guillermo del Toro and what it's like to work with him. Um, it's a fantastic interview. I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. Um, and be sure to pick up the next issue of Horror Hound when it hits shelves. Um, I believe it'll be uh, early March, um, right before Pacific Rim 2 comes out. So you can get a little bit of a preview for that. But uh, that's later in the episode. Uh, right now, we're going to go through the Weekend Geek because there's a lot going on. And um, I'm really excited about a lot of the stuff. There's some really good things happening right now. Um, currently, uh, one thing I'm really stoked about uh, that's going to be tricky for us to watch um, but is coming soon. And they just released, and I didn't know this until today, um, they just released a very short teaser trailer for it, is the TV series A Discovery of Witches, which is uh, going to be playing on Sky One, and it has gone into production. Um, it's going to be tricky for us in the States to find it. I don't know that it's going to be playing anywhere um, yet here, so you're probably going to have to find your own nefarious ways to find this <laughs> to watch. Um, but uh, right now, uh, if you go to DeborahHartness.com, who is the author of the book series that are um, being the basis of this show, uh, you can find some really great photos, and we're going to post some of these up on fangirlmag.com as well, including this short teaser that they have. Um, but what is so great about this is um, Matthew McFadden, I'm saying Matthew McFadden, and I don't think that's right. Um, uh, but Matthew uh, McFadden, I think that's his name. God, I'm horrible. I'm a horrible, horrible person. Um, but the series, as you know, is based around uh, witches and vampires and the supernatural. And that is not Matthew McFadden. Oh, my God. Ah, Matthew Good. That's it. There's too many damn Matthews that are good actors. It's Matthew Good. That is the name of the gentleman, Matthew Good, who played Ozymandias in the uh, Watchmen movie and is just beautiful, good-looking very good actor. Anyway, I'm going off topic. Uh, he is playing the awesome vampire in this. And uh, it's just looks fantastic. Uh, and really neatly filmed. And of course, they're actually filming it in England. So uh, just like the books are set. And there's a great cast. It's, it's a female-centric series because it is being produced by uh, the... Uh, all-female production team that's created a new 
company called Bad Wolf Productions. And um, by the way, that is because they worked on Doctor Who. And Bad Wolf is uh, making this series, which is written by a woman. And it also is bringing in a lot of talent that you'll recognize from other shows that we love. That come from the BBC and England. Um, and that includes... River Song herself, Alex Kingston, she is going to be in it. Um, they're going to have Lindsay Duncan, who we love as well, who you, who's been in Doctor Who and Sherlock and everything. So it's super, super exciting to see this show come to fruition. And um, it's going to just be a tough go um, to watch it in the States, I guess, and a lot of other places too, because Sky One is not as well... Um, connected as the BBC, I guess. So we'll just have to figure it out. Um, but um, we're going to have the trailer and the, the um, some of the images that they have released as they've been filming up on fangirlmag.com for you to see. And probably Bern Gorman will show up in it because he does all the things. Um, another thing that I was surprised to find out, and this is just actually came out um, in the last few days, is... There's a new Critters movie coming. Critters, a new binge. And yes, the Critters films, which were in the 80s and I loved. And and kids my age grew up watching on VHS with the lovely Dee Wallace and Scott Grimes. And um, is apparently getting a a new movie. Everything old is new again. Um, So the Critters are coming back to Earth in search of the Critters from the original movie that got left behind. And uh, they're going to be in Burbank, California, eating people and just being awesome. So what's funny is the Zombievers people, the <laughs> crew the, who will write and executive produce this. Um, and it's just interesting to me that the critters are back. Uh, I know I have friends that absolutely eat, live, sleep and breathe, will die for critters. So this should be a big news for a lot of people. Um, and it looks it looks like it's going to be fun. The fact that they're the people that are behind Zombievers just makes this even better. So, um, yeah, that should be interesting. Um, and good news for everybody. Um, and it's kind of interesting because uh, right now one of uh, my favorite shows on TV is there's it's in a murky time we don't know if we're going to get another season of it but we are going to be getting another season um of ash versus evil dead ash versus evil dead is coming um we're going to get a season three i believe of it um the problem is i don't think we're going to get another season i think it's uh there's been some issues and i don't think it's going to happen that's just me i'm just guessing um someone else may pick it up i hope netflix does i think it would be i i I love the show one show we are definitely getting another season for which i'm excited about is stan against evil because you know me I love my silver foxes, and I love seeing older guys beat the crap out of evil. <clears throat> and um, Stand Against Evil has just been renewed for a third season. Uh, if you've not been watching the show, you really, really, really need to get on it and watch the second, watch the first one, which is on Hulu. 
The second season is great um, because you get a lot more uh, cameos or, or guest stars that you will recognize from all kinds of horror, um, including who I hope returns back, who I love to death, Jeffrey Combs, as a, a great um, warlock slash witch that um, has a great rapport with Stan. It's it's an awesome episode. Great series, a lot of heart. Seriously, you will um, find yourself crying when you don't expect it because there's some very touching scenes. The show is just slapstick and crazy, and John C. McGinley is fucking awesome in this show. Um, so I am very excited that Stan Against Evil is coming back, and uh, uh, it will most likely come back this fall. I think the um, the second season ended um in november and started right after halloween so it they burn through episodes pretty quickly um but it's a great show and you can marathon the entire first season in no time so check it out on hulu be happy we've got another season of this show it's it's fun and dana gould knows knows what we love there's little little nods to things a lot of it has to do with like um uh, he is a huge Dan Curtis fan, so you'll notice a lot of nods in the music to Dark Shadows and things like that in the show. So it's it's a fantastic show. Um, we've got interviews um, with these guys that we um, have posted previously. So um, be sure to check it out um, for the new season and go watch it on Hulu. Um, another interesting throwback there's a lot of throwback stuff happening um there's a new movie if you guys didn't see it you need to go rectify it right now turbo kid was beloved when it came out um a wonderful throwback movie to 80s dystopia post-apocalyptic craziness mixed with bmxing um turbo kid was fantastic so just released um a couple days ago was the trailer for the new film by the guys that made that team uh that team that movie the team behind that movie um and uh they're coming out with a new movie called summer of 84 that is going to prepare at sundance um summer of 84 is sort of like if you took from what i watched on this trailer if you took stranger things put in fright night and uh, a serial killer movie <laughs> or a slasher movie, then you've got Summer of 84. Um, Stranger Things is really making a lot of people turn back the clock to this, the the teenager, um, 13, 11, 11 to 13-year-old kids riding bicycles and solving mysteries in the supernatural in their town. Um, this one's a lot darker, though, because it has to do with the serial killer. Um, and the kids are like in their, uh, like around 15 years old. So there's a lot of, you know, that puberty setting in kind of a thing and girls and, and dealing with that, but set in 1984. And it has to do with this group of kids who think that the serial killer who's preying on their town is the next door neighbor who just happens to be a cop. Um, so it's a dark concept and the trailer looks great. Um, I'm just worried that we're going to get oversaturated and just burnt out 
on this nostalgia wave that's hitting so hard with things like this. Um, I can totally see the burnout start happening soon. Uh, so it's going to be hard for people to keep it. It's so weird. This is so weird, right? That people need to keep the old school fresh. Does that make sense? I guess. Um, so yeah, this movie, uh, if you, we'll have the trailer up on fangirlmag.com for you to watch, but yeah, I'm, I'm seeing that, you know, this may start a burnout. People may get sick of this. I'd, I don't know. I'm not sick of it yet. I'm just saying a lot of the stuff is looking very, very similar. And um, it's great to have nostalgia and it's great to um, celebrate this kind of thing and have this kind of stuff. I love it. But you can have too much of a good thing. And I can totally see this start burning people out soon. So it's going to be hard to keep it fresh and different and not keep referencing back to other things and seeing just the similarities, if that makes any sense. Tell me if I'm not making any sense. Please do. I would like to know if I'm rambling. Um, another show that got picked up, I'm going to flip back a little bit to streaming. This is streaming, which is different, I guess. Um, Amazon has greenlit tick, The Tick Season 2, considering the first season ended on a massive cliffhanger jerks um we are getting season two of it and i'm very very excited about that because i thought the tick was fabulous i loved peter serafinowitz as the tick arthur by Griff griffin newman as arthur was just fantastic um jackie earl haley was great as the bad guy so i'm really stoked to see that happen um so hopefully we will be getting uh, new episodes, uh, well, the second half of the first season, because uh, they split it, is going to hit February 23rd, and then we will be getting a second season. So I'm very, very excited about that. Um, so it, I guess it didn't end on a cliffhanger, but they didn't really, you didn't really know when they were coming back. So it is going to be um, a second season of the show. There you go. They made us wait a long time for the next part of the season. <laughs> I hate that. Uh, so anyway, that's happening. I'm very stoked about. Um, so let's go to film specifically. Um, and one thing that a lot of people are asking, and one thing I'm asking about and doesn't bode well, is Solo, A Star Wars Story. Now, keep in mind, this movie is coming out really soon, um, and we haven't seen one single teaser movie thing at all about it, uh, so I'm kind of concerned with, uh, you know what, pause, so... The one thing I'm worried about is that we haven't gotten a single trailer or anything really for this. And the movie comes out May 25th. So it's only, it's almost three months away. It's, it's just barely four months away. There's nothing out here for this movie. We haven't seen Jack all in terms of images. 
any kind of marketing, usually stores have toys at this time, especially with Star Wars. You will have toys in store for the film. There's nothing. There's nothing out there um, that I have seen. So they finally released uh, a synopsis for the movie, uh, you know, what the plot is going to be, pardon me, a few days ago. And um, now, mind you, in terms of images, the only thing we've seen was an accidentally leaked, accidental, quote-unquote, marketing thing from Russia that had some images on it, like packaging for something. Um, But that's it. That's the only thing we've seen. Nothing else. Nothing. So uh, one thing that was released that we know about is supposedly we're going to have a teaser on Black Panther. Now keep in mind, Black Panther comes out in... um, in February, and I think the release date for that is, yeah, February 16th. So basically, that's going to be your Valentine's Day movie. It's going to be mine. But when that comes out, they will only have two months before the actual solo movie comes out. So you're only going to get a trailer two months ahead of time? That does not bode well, friends. That does not bode well at all for this movie. Um, so... What they've released, the only thing we've got is basically the official plot. Board the Millennium Falcon and journey to a galaxy far, far away in Solo, a Star Wars story, an all-new adventure with the most beloved scoundrel in the galaxy. Through a series of daring escapades deep within a dark and dangerous criminal underworld, Han Solo meets his mighty future co-pilot Chewbacca and encounters the notorious gambler Lando Calrissian in a journey that will set the course of one of the Star Wars saga's most unlikely heroes. It's kind of a... We kind of knew all that already. There's nothing there that's surprising. So, yeah. Um, Things aren't looking too great for Solo A Star Wars Story. At this point, there's nothing to show that Disney or Lucasfilm or both together in one giant mass of, of you know, money um, has any sort of, you know, belief in this movie at this point. They There's, there's just no trust that this thing's going to do well. And um, I'm kind of scared about it. Because I love Han Solo, I love Lando, I love Chewbacca, everyone else does. We all wanted this to do well and be something good. Um, But it has just been just covered in poop since it began um, and had all sorts of troubles. So there's no confidence showing in this movie. um, And that's obvious from the fact that you're not going to get a trailer except um, with just two months ahead of time. I mean, that's it. Everybody thought there would be a trailer or something attached to Star Wars The Force Awakens, or I'm sorry, Star Wars The Last Jedi. But, you know, we didn't get anything. Even a teaser would have been decent. Uh, But there was nothing. And that's not a good sign. So we'll see what happens. Um, But yeah, I mean, not even toys, man. Toys typically are out, as we have seen, even with Rogue One, they were out months before the movie. There's nothing for this. So that is not bode well. 
Um, another upcoming film that has had a few stops and starts, but not nearly as bad as Solo, um, is the Flashpoint movie, the uh, the Flashpoint DC film, which just got some really good news. Um, Flashpoint's movie is going to be directed by the Spider-Man Homecoming writers. And Spider-Man Homecoming, everybody loved that. If you didn't like Spider-Man Homecoming, there is something wrong with you. That is a great film. Uh, wonderfully wit- written, just fantastic. Love it. Um, so I am excited about the new Flashpoint movie. And I'm hoping... Uh, I am hoping that we get Jeffrey Dean Morgan in this as uh, Papa Wayne. Uh, and But we'll see how it goes, uh, if they're going to cast him in it. Uh, but we're going to at least get um, some good directors on this, good writers. I'm excited about it. Um, one thing that's interesting that came out recently about Flashpoint was the fact that Ben Affleck was actually supposed to, or at least offered the chance to direct it. And he said, no. So the more and more you hear about Affleck being kind of done with Batman, that's a biggie because this would have been a, a good opportunity for him to do something that did not have, you know, the baggage like justice league had with it. Uh, this would have been, you know, out, out of all the stuff that DC's film universe has going on, I'm excited about a Flashpoint movie because it's such an interesting and cool story. Uh, so I'm hoping this is a good direction for them to go with the Spider-Man Homecoming writers as the directors. The guys' names are John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. So uh, here's hoping that this does well. And like I said, I to have Jeffrey D. Morgan come in here and be um, Thomas Wayne as Batman. That would be great. Oh my god. Um, and one more thing film-wise. Um, and actually I forgot one thing about TV so I'll come to that next. Um, another great thing that we're going to have up on uh, fangirlmag.com for you that you should check out is the trailer for IFC Midnight's new horror release that's coming soon, Ghost Stories, which looks awesome. Um, good and creepy. It's going to be uh, on video and, and demand services on April 20th, and it will be released in the UK on April 13th in theaters. Uh, Ghost Stories has um, Andy Nyman, Martin Freeman, uh, Paul Whitehouse, Jeremy Dyson. A lot of great actors in this. Um, Freeman's doing some creepy acting. He looks so sweet and innocent, but he can be creepy when he wants. But this this is the synopsis of, of the film, and it looks really great. And I, as there's no secret that I am love British TV horror movies, love everything British. Uh, not that I'm biased, but, um, you know, Britain gave us, England gave us Hammer, so they know how to do horror, and this looks extremely awesome. Uh, so here's the, here's what the movie is about. Philip Goodman, professor of psychology, arc skeptic, the one-man belief buster, has his rationality tested to the hilt when he receives a letter apparently from beyond the grave. 
His mentor, Charles Cameron, the original TV parapsychologist, went missing 15 years before, presumed dead, and yet now he writes to Goodman saying that the pair must meet. Cameron, it seems, is still very much alive, and he needs Goodman to find a rational explanation for three stories that have shaken Cameron to his core. As Goodman investigates, he meets three haunted people, each with a tale more frightening, uncanny, and inexplicable than the last. So, definitely looks and sounds like it's going to be one of those great, um, you know, anthology films where you have three stories connected by one person or one thing in this in this case it would be the investigator so i love that i love it amicus did that great um so yeah and that was me grunting uh excitedly so yeah this looks fantastic we'll have this up for you to watch on the site so you can watch the trailer and be creeped out and see martin freeman being creepy and probably ending up being either death or satan or both so (laughs) at the end twist um also real quickly before we get to our interview segment um a couple more things is uh, I'm really excited for this. That's been kind of the theme for tonight is my being excited about news stories. The good ones, at least not the not so good ones. Like, like Han Solo's movie going to suck. Um, did I say that? Uh, so, I'm really excited, though, for this. I absolutely love John Wick. John Wick was fantastic. It was a return to great R-rated action films. Take no prisoners. Just badassery and uh we are going to get a series spinoff on stars called the continental which takes place in the world of john wick and um in that wonderful uh world of the assassins and you know just badasses for hire that we saw in the movie that um that go to the hotel with uh, a man like Ian McShane in charge of it. And uh, so it's going to be on stars, which makes me hopeful that we are going to get Ian McShane in the show at least. Um, Cause he was fan- one of my favorite parts uh, as Winston, the curator of the continental, you know, the guy in charge. Um, the show is going to be <clears throat> on, like on stars. I think it's going to start, um, It'll probably tie in, they will tie it in with the third movie, which is going to be released in 2019. So I'm guessing it's going to start in 2019. Um, And uh, there's also this other rumor because there are a bunch of the people that were involved with the the films themselves are going to be part of the creative team. Um, But also Keanu Reeves is also producing it. And that leaves it open highly for him to show up in the show in the series at some point he probably there's definitely no chance i think he's going to be a regular uh but you could have john wick show up sort of in that way that sam jackson does in anything and everything marvel or at least he used to um so i'm really really stoked for that and uh i i love the fact that stars is doing it because they do really beautiful series um sadly i don't know what the hell happened with american gods um so that's not going to uh i don't know we lost jillian anderson we lost uh the two guys in charge of that but brian fuller is going to be doing the vampire chronicles so kind of went off on a tangent here but i'm really stoked for the john wick series the continental uh that is a world that um, when my husband and I saw both of the, the part one and two of that series, 
that was one thing we were talking about was we wanted to see more of that world and those characters because, you know, guys like Winston and, and um, just the, that world was so interesting and under just a cool way of, of um, you know, using the gold coins and things like that to pay for deals. Uh, I also, um, if I wasn't mistaken, I need to see John Wick 2 again. Um, I'm hoping Peter Serafinowicz shows up. <laughs> kind of going back to the tick. I, I loved his character. I just like the cameos and things that we saw. And I, this this allow a lot of really cool actors to show up, I think, too, in this series. Just because it's such a fun, neat world that these guys inhabit. So uh, I am very excited about John Wick and the Continental. I keep needing to call it the Continental. It is not John Wick the series. It is the Continental. Um, So before we move on to our interview segment, I did ask on Facebook if anybody had any questions for this episode. Um, As I said, uh, this interview uh, is... To, is part of a uh, article, a large article I'm doing for the next issue of Horror Hound uh, that is going to be all about Pacific Rim 2. I'm stoked because I had an amazing interview with Stephen tonight that's going to be in there. Uh, you'll have the print version of this interview in there. And also, um, there's a couple more in the cards, hopefully, that will be ha- happening in the next couple weeks. Um, and one of those fingers crossed is going to be with Charlie Day and uh so we'll see and but Bern Gorman was fantastic um I can't wait for you guys to hear it it was, it was so much fun um but uh before we get into that I did ask if anybody had any questions about things and I got one one question which was from um Carol Girl Wonder Penchewski my friend, uh, she's a fellow writer. You should check her stuff out. Uh, look her up on Facebook. She is also on twi- the Twitter. Um, but she asked me, if you were to play a superhero, who would it be? Kind of goes in some of the themes of tonight. I would have to say, um, just because uh, I like her and I like that what they're doing with her character, and how she celebrates uh, uh, plus-size women, because I am. I'm just, I'm a, I'm a fat girl. Come on. I, I admit it freely. Uh, it's kind of obvious. I love Faith. Um, Faith is uh, from the uh, the comic book, cre- uh, the comic book company Valiant. She's fabulous. She's a writer. She is a good person. She's decent. She's fun. Her incognito um, uh, person is uh, looks a lot like me. <laughs> it's already looks like me, and when she's incognito and doing her her Clark Kent thing, um, there's even a Faith clothing line coming out, which is just fabulous. Where you can there's like a a, a sweater thing that looks like her costume and. It just it's kind of neat. I love how she's going to be kind of being celebrated now, and uh, she's a it's a fabulous comic book series too. So you should totally check it out. But yeah, I would totally be Faith. She can fly. She's cool. She's got cute boyfriends. Come on, come on. She's awesome. I pick her. Um. So yeah. Uh. There you go. That's what I got. Um. So f- without further ado, 
Um, let's get to our Burn Gorman interview. And if you, this is the first episode of the show that you've watched, or watched, watched, are you watching me? Um, the first episode of Fangirl Radio that you've listened to. Um, in case you're a Burn Gorman fan, I strongly suggest checking out some of our previous episodes because we have interviewed quite a number of people involved in, with the world of Doctor Who um, and Sherlock, stuff like that. If you're a fan of British TV and British film, um, if you follow a lot of these actors like I do, uh, you know, and the creators that uh, he's worked with then you totally should uh, go back and listen, check out our stuff. Um, we've had Peter Capaldi, Matt Smith, Jenna Coleman, um, Mark Gatiss, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, so got a lot of that stuff that you can, you will totally enjoy. Um, so check it out. We've got uh, videos well on fangirlmag.com um, or, and uh, also on our YouTube channel that you can watch um, over the last few years. So we totally keep up on this stuff. We, we're fans, uh, and uh, I'm a huge fan. been watching Doctor Who since I was like four. Um, I'm old. So, uh, but Burton Gorman is fabulous. He's, um, he's just shows up, like I said, in everything I watch. He's always good. He always brings it. He's He improves everything he's in. And he's just got a lot of talent and um, a lot of range. He can be a good guy. He can be a bad guy. He can be a heavy. He can be uh, like a timid, you know, geeky dude like he is in Pacific Rim. And um, he's always fantastic and fun to watch. And uh, he was a great, fun interview. And I think you're going to love it. So without further ado, here comes Bern Gorman. Check us out next week on Fangirl Radio, and feel free to check out fangirlmag.com for all the stuff we talked about in this episode, and I will see you, or I guess talk to you, next week on Fangirl Radio. Here comes Bern Gorman. Hi, Bern. How are you? Hi, Jessica. Hi. Yeah, pretty good. Appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. It's a total pleasure. <laughs> what time do you have over there? It's uh, 9.30 a.m. almost. Okay, so yeah, so it's the beginning of the day, and I'm at the end. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. I wish I was you right now, <laughs> but it's all good. <laughs> That's right. Much better at the end of the day. <laughs> well, I I appreciate you taking the time, and I I I have to start this off by saying you show up in everything I love, and you make it better. Every t- I mean, like, I, I just wait for you to show up as a character in everything I like. So thank you for, for well, being there every yes, time yes, I thanks. wish. <laughs> thank you. You know I have an evil twin, right? <laughs> but, yeah, I have an evil twin who, he, he kind of turns up in the, in the shitty stuff. Oh, I mean, sorry, let me rephrase that. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. No, well, I'm very glad that I have been able to contribute to your viewing um, appreciation and i will endeavor to keep doing that that's the most <laughs> impromptu moment please do <laughs> i'm like there he is there's burn <laughs> um, so uh first off i i want to ask you um can you talk about how this film the original uh, was brought to you and how it was described and what drew you to it because it was such an, an awesome film and 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 filled with so much just beautiful imagery and story, but I'm curious how they sold you on a giant robot film. 
Yes. Well, I tell you, and I've said this before, I think when the original film, Guillermo del Toro, phones and says, look, do you want to come and play in the sandbox? You, you don't think about it for many seconds before jumping in. And that was certainly the case with me. Um, obviously, I was a huge fan of Guillermo from Kronos onwards, and I feel like, you know, most actors working today would, um, you know, would be lying if they said they didn't want to, you know, work with him. He's just one of those directors that's on a, a kind of wish list that you go, God, these are, are visionary geniuses who you um, would be privileged to work with. And that was that was certainly true in my case. Uh, he'd seen me in something and it was literally like, look, do you want to come and have a look at this, um, you know, this world that me and Travis Beecham and the, and the rest of the, you know, creators have, had put together. Um, and I was also really attracted by the fact that it was completely original new world, you know, in this age of franchises, etc. I was quite, you know, it's a real gamble to go, okay, well, listen, we're going to create a new universe, a familiar universe, but a new one new characters, um, new monsters, new robots, you know, et cetera, et cetera. A unified world with a history. Um, it was just pretty intoxicating for me. Uh, and I, and I, I jumped in with both feet. Well, and I know that you've done, and I'm kind of skipping around on my questions here, but this kind of leads into it is you've done, uh, you've done a lot of sci-fi and fantasy projects. And I'm, I, I, first, I want to know, it sounds like you're definitely a fan. I mean, you're bringing up Kronos and stuff, and a lot of people don't even know, um, you know, what that movie is. Uh, oh, yeah. I love yeah. it. I love I love everything this man's done. But um, uh, can you yeah. talk about the use of genre and the way it's, like with Torchwood even, speaking about humanity and, and the issues we face as a people, like, especially in these times, it's such a... It's such a, you know, you've done with Man in the High Castle, uh, you, talking about the issues that we have, but bathing it in this genre that allows you to get away with a lot more. Yeah, it's interesting. Some really good points there. I think I've always been drawn to a sense of family, team, and unity. Um, I come from a big family. I don't know whether it has anything to do with that, but I've always been attracted to genre pieces that have a team or a group of experts, each with a special talent, or a group of scientists who work together for a common goal. And certainly, particularly, um, you know, the first and the second film, actually, that kind of strength in unity theme, um, although it might seem kind of corny, is always something which attracts me me to, to particular projects. Things like um, Torchwood, which is, you know, almost 10, 11 years ago now when we started that, as a genre fan um, of, you know, Doctor Who, which, you know, living, being brought up, raised in, in London, born in America, raised in London, that was a huge influence on my sort of, you know, childhood viewing. And it always felt like there was a team against adversity, um, and I think I've just always naturally sort of gravitated towards those kind of projects, you know, the fact yeah. that they happen to happen in, you know, these worlds which are created, these sometimes dreamlike worlds where we have otherworldly powers or access to alien tech, etc. There's always been something which as a sci-fi 
and Tennessee fan, I think I've just been attracted to as an actor too. And I've been very lucky in that respect. Awesome. Well, and I, I'm a huge Doctor Who nut, so thank you for Torchwood, by the way. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes, it divides people. I always know that the Torchwood fans are going to be a, 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 a good, good, good laugh to be around at the bar. You know, they, they <laughs> have quite a twisted sense of humor. Yeah. Do, In fact, Doctor Who fans are the same. Who are we kidding? <laughs> <laughs> we're we're all just we're we're the weirdos, and we love it, and we accept it all. So. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, I've, I've heard it called flying the freak flag, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far as that, you know. <laughs> um, extremely well read and uh, and yeah, intelligent people as well. I would say. We're Great intelligent fans. deviants. We're intelligent yeah. deviants, and we 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 we're good with that. Well, speaking about intelligent deviants, I have to talk to you about Gottlieb and Geisler. Um, uh, you, you you guys couldn't be more different as characters, but you work so perfectly together. And I know I, I really love the fact that you two were the first two to to do the drift with the kaiju. Now, I, I, how did that? How does that affect you two in this new film? Because you're not in the trailer that I've seen. You're not looking the best out of the two of you. You look very pale. You kind of look like you got a cut lip. You're not. So I'm curious to see where we find the two of you at in your your bromance, as Stephen tonight called it, and um, where you're at sure. in your lives. Well, look, just I mean. It's 10 years on, mm-hmm. and I sort of feel like we are at an extremely different point to where we were in the first film. We have the evolution of the PPDC. It's well-financed. It's streamlined. Um, you know, certainly in my character, Herman Gottlieb, he's now working uh, obsessively to, you know, on a number of things. One, to speed up the Jaeger response time. Um, two, to, uh, you know, he's extremely motivated um, to find out more about the Kaiju and, in fact, to, you know, to, to find out ways of destroying them. And I would say that a big part of that is because he's incredibly haunted by that drift experience uh, connecting um, to the other side in the first film. And the the deep um, horror and fear that he uh, now has uh, of 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 them and their capabilities um, is extremely motivating to try and find vulnerability so that it never happens again. Gotcha. So I'm curious, did, did, did Guillermo, Guillermo is a huge HP Lovecraft fan and I'm wondering, did he, Yes. Use that mythology at all to kind of shape what your character and, and describe to you the the whole you you see it and it drives you mad kind of thing um, with this experience. Yeah. That... That's a really interesting point. I mean, you know, as well as I do that, you know, Yemo has many irons and many fires in terms of um, his, his, you know, genius take on. Uh, different films and, and you know there's for some time he's been trying to get the Lovecraft project or, you know he was involved in that for a while developing that I think that it would be impossible for some of his certainly um, 
design and character decisions not to be influenced by that. But I think, um, you know, Guillermo is a true, as much as I know him, a true Renaissance man. He knows so much about art, uh, you know, art history, you know, the design, as you've mentioned before, the first film was something that I think resonated with a lot of people, even if they didn't particularly, you know, really dig um, everything about the first film. I think we can all agree that the design is, the complexity of the design is 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 unlike anything else that you that you see, and that's all Guillermo. And I feel like I can only speak in, in my um, you know interactions with Guillermo that he's always very open in terms of what you bring as an actor. But when you turn up, he's got very very clear ideas. He'll give you a history of your character. He'll give you motivations, um, you know, little secrets about them. Um, which is so interesting to have as an actor. Um, but I would say that he's a man influenced by many, many, many things. Um, Love, Lovecraft being definitely being one of those, but I couldn't say to, to, to what degree. You'd have to ask him. You know? That's awesome. Well, and, and one thing um, I wanted to ask you about was, uh, I, I interviewed Stephen tonight um, a couple days ago, and, and he, by That's the way, great, he, says, yeah. he says hello and he loves you. Um, I... Oh, thanks, yeah, yeah, he has to say that. <laughs> but uh, but one thing I wanted to ask you about was um, with with Stephen. I, I know him from all of his television work, and I, I asked him about the fact that yeah. he's done so well with a- ensemble pieces. How was that to work with him as yeah. the director for this, and how much um, you know the the way he could bring together a a large group of people and and and, and characters. That's an interesting question, and I can only answer it as an actor. Mm-hmm. I feel like me and other actors that I know, um, we want to work with directors who uh, are kind of open to a collaborative process. And I think, I don't mean in terms of, oh, I've got an idea how this scene would be better, or I'm going to change the dialogue. I don't mean that at all. I mean a sense of collaboration where you can come onto the floor of, for example, with Civic Room 2, um, uprising, these immense sets with hundreds of extras. And yet Stephen would always be extremely calm, focused, disciplined, always a smile on his face, very relaxed. And it takes a very um, deep confidence of, of, you know, personally, but also a great trust in the material that you've got I think, for a director to have that. And Stephen has that in spades. It was no sense, you know, like all of us, you know, there are nerves, aren't there, on the first day on the job. But that was never obvious with Stephen. He was always very much like, hey, how can we make this sing? How can we make this the best possible realisation of Guillermo and Travis's and everyone else who's involved? And, and you know, in, in, in Pacific Rim uh, Uprising, Many more creators were involved in that. How can we pull it together so that we have this cohesive um, story, which is actually a real ball to take part in, but also to watch? How can we kick ass with this? And I think Stephen really brang it. I think you either got it or you don't. And, and he certainly, I found that he had that in spades. That's awesome. I'm so happy about that. Well, I know, I know I've almost ran out of time with you. So I have one last question Um, that I have to ask you. And that is, 
how would you react as a as it sounds like you're definitely one of of us fans you you, you love this stuff how sure, would sure how, I would, am, definitely. <laughs> how would you react if you found out Pacific Rim was in fact going to cross over with either King Kong or Godzilla and which one would you like to be a part of more Oh that is a tough question <laughs> uh yeah, God, I would be so hyped for either. Um, I think in in homage to Guillermo, perhaps, I feel like, you know, the traditional um, universal horror films of, that we know and love so well, you know, um, the Lon Chaney's, the, you know, I feel like the original King Kong with that kind of, um, you know, pre-Harryhausen motion capture um, would hold a deep place in my heart. So I, I think it would probably go with Kong, but um, that's like asking me whether I want, you know, the sun or the moon. I, ha- I, I, I can't answer that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> but oh, yeah, that's that a great answer. So I would love that. that yeah, would, that's... I would love that. Awesome. Well, Vern, thank you so much. This has been a joy, and uh, I really appreciate it. And and like I said, you you really do make everything better. And I keep I always look for you in everything I watch because you usually show up. And and I I just it makes me happy. So thank you so much again. You're very very kind. I appreciate that. Thanks so much. And I let, I, I hope I can haunt you for many years <laughs> to come in, in inappropriate uh, television series. <laughs> inappropriate haunting. Inappropriate okay. haunting. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. uh, awesome. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks and thank so you. Much.